0: where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. I'm your host, CJ, and I'm joined by my sister and co-host, Allie. Allie, how are you doing this lovely Monday evening? Um, it is a Monday evening. I am just back from a vacation, and I am
1: feeling great. And how are where, you? Well, where were you on vacation, first of all? I went to Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, my husband and I spent a day at Colonial Williamsburg and then spent a day at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg and had a blast. Nice.
0: Perhaps we should do a trip report. Hmm. Since you visited a theme park, it seems I only did, appropriate. Indeed. I would agree. Okay. How are you, CJ? I am doing well. I went for a three mile run today. So, you know, feeling active. Get that step count up. You know, I'm I'm really nervous for the marathon coming up, so I'm um, just trying to get those miles in when I can.
1: It's less than a hundred days now, right?
0: Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, anyways, um, today is an exciting day for us because it's our season finale for season whoop two. Whoop whoop! So if you stuck around this long, thank you for joining us. Um, if you're new around here and you're just listening, you should go back and listen to season two and also go back and listen to season one. Season two was what we called like the classic ride season, classic attractions season, where we looked at um, rides and attractions that were built at the Disney parks before 1971 or built at Disneyland before 1971 that made their way over to Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. And we did a comparison of those attractions basically. And tonight what we're going to do is quickly revisit each episode and fill in any additional thoughts that we had and then at the end we will reveal who the overall winner was at this episode of of the season. Um and basically, you know, since everything was pre-1971, We have just Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, not necessarily Walt Disney World Resort versus Disneyland Resort this time. And at the very end of the episode, we are going to share what we have in store for season three. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it'll be fun. There's your your clue, which is also the clue I gave last episode.
1: Yeah, it's also not a very good clue because if it's at a Disney property, it's probably fun.
0: I know, I know. I was trying to think of a different clue, but how about it's E is for excellent. Yeah, that's a much better clue. I would almost say that's a dead giveaway, frankly. All right. Maybe some of our keen-eared listeners can figure it out. (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay, so let's start with the first episode we had this season, which was about Main Street USA, which we understand is not an attraction, it's a land. However, within that land, there are shops, restaurants, attractions, and you can't get anywhere in Magic Kingdom or Disneyland without walking through Main Street. Or right down the middle of Main Street. True. We're walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. Okay, enough of the singing. Nobody wants to hear me sing. Um, So, Allie, did you have any additional thoughts about Main Street that you wanted to share about uh, either Disneyland or Magic Kingdom? Love the windows. Yeah, we didn't really
1: talk about the windows. No, we did not. Um, And the windows, they honor some, like, legends of Disney. and. they'll like give a name and they'll say like, Oh, this is their like occupation or business and whatever it is, it's related to what they did for Disney.
0: Right. Right. And I love that they, like you said, that gives them an occupation or business and that helps build the story of main street, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think one park does that better than the other. They just Mm. both do a very good job of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, So how did we vote on this one? Uh, We both agreed. Well,
1: how we voted was that we divided it up into categories. Um, And then some of the categories we ended up splitting on Disneyland and Magic Kingdom and just having some disagreements. But ultimately, the victor in this episode for both of us was Disneyland.
0: Yeah. Some of those categories were like restaurants and attractions like Disneyland I remember was the clear winner on attractions because what attractions does Magic Kingdom have in Main Street like just the the tr- like the vehicles and um the train station the versus- meet Mickey and meet Mickey right whereas uh, Disneyland has um great moments with Mr. Lincoln like a whole theater show in there mm-hmm. or an audio anim- audio animatronic show um so stuff like that you know Disneyland was a clear winner we had some debate about the restaurants and the shops <laughs> Um, But, yeah, overall, we both agreed that Disneyland was the winner.
1: Next, we had the castle battle, where we talked about Sleeping Beauty Castle versus Cinderella Castle and kind of the things that are around it, too. So, like, we talked about the wishing well, uh, because both parks do have a wishing well. CJ, what did we do? Well, actually, yeah, is there anything that you want to add on this?
0: Well, since our episode premiered, Disney announced that they're going to be celebrating the 100th anniversary of the company starting in January 2023 and the heart of the celebration is taking place at the Disneyland Resort. And the reason why I bring this up is because one of the things that we talked about were um, or was how the castles get decorated for holidays and special events and stuff like that so. Starting in January, the Disneyland Castle, Sleeping Beauty Castle, is going to have some platinum-themed decorations put up. And they released some concept art where, I don't know, it's just platinum-themed. But one thing that stood out to me was on some of the spires of the castle, they added some, like, stars. I mean, it's not like a literal star. It's like a a pointy star. I don't know how to describe it. Like a (laughs) starburst? Yeah, like a starburst. Thank you. Um, And they also are going to add some fountains in the moat on either side, which looks really cool. And then above the walkway into Fantasyland, if you take the castle straight through, there's a banner being held up by Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, the the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty. So um, the concept art looks really awesome, and I really hope they execute it well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that.
1: And we suspect that they are going to extend that decoration to the 70th anniversary of Disneyland. 70 years is the platinum anniversary coming up in 2025. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if they didn't just leave that up there for that.
0: Yeah. Now, to be clear, Disney has not announced that the way that they're celebrating Disneyland's anniversary is with a platinum anniversary, but when you Google search like 70th anniversary gifts, it's... Platinum is the traditional (laughs) gift. So it seems like that might be the route that they go. So the vote for this one, we both came down on the Disneyland side, which might surprise some of our Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World fans out there. But do you remember like the reasoning that we came up with that? Um, I know that we divided it into categories, and you know,
1: we we didn't agree on all of the categories. Mm-hmm. And I remember your reasoning for ultimately going for or at least one of your reasons was that um it's the castle is unassuming, and you shouldn't be able to see it like it doesn't it doesn't add up to see it like you're in small town America and there's a castle there. What's up with that? Like it doesn't thematically make sense.
0: Yeah, that's one thing, I guess, that still kind of bothers me at Magic Kingdom. Like, you can see the castle from everywhere. I don't necessarily want to see it when I'm on the people mover or walking out of Space Mountain or all the way back at Splash Mountain. Yes, it's a pretty view, but I'm supposed to be in the frontier. Or I'm supposed to be, like, getting out of a rocket in space, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense to me to see a castle. So that was one of my reasons. But, yeah. Another thing that we talked about was the, like, courtyard area in front of the castle and the hub area area. Oh, and how if you took away the
1: castle, it looks like a corporate park at Magic Kingdom.
0: Yes, and I still think that's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not attractive. Also, just you bringing it up just now made me wonder. I wonder if the height of Cinderella Castle is a limiting factor in the
0: decorations for it. I think so, because in the past... I mean, they haven't done the castle dream lights for the Christmas time um, due to the 50th anniversary celebration right now, but there is a literal crane parked like behind the castle and they don't remove that. It's just sitting out there like barricaded off, but you can obviously see it. Uh, it just looks bad and it's out there for a long time. Like it takes a long time to put the dream lights up and it takes a long time to take them back down. In my opinion, it's bad show. I think that is prohibitive whereas at Disneyland like they can kind of do it in segments overnight without having to park a crane in the middle of the park and keep it there you know Yeah Yeah Okay our next category we rode the rails the railroad and the monorail and... Yeah and I just I just think it's funny cuz my last name is rail So <laughs> <laughs> um so we talked we divided this into like obviously railroad and monorail, but then we divided those into each of those as a ride and as a uh, a form of transportation, because in both parks, they are used as a ride and as a form of transportation. So let's talk about railroad as a ride. How did we end up voting that way? We both
1: voted for Disneyland on this one.
0: Yeah, and if that doesn't surprise me, um well first of all the Magic Kingdom railroad is still closed. Hopefully it will be open soon. I, th- hey, they what, said What spring of next year? Yeah, they said allegedly. Trond, they said Toronto coming spring 2023, which in Disney speak could mean February, it could mean like May. Memorial Day, yeah. Yeah, so we don't really know still. Um but I think, you know, the ride, the railroad ride at Disneyland, there's stuff to look at. There's just a lot more stuff to see. Mm -hmm. And then transportation, how did we come down on that one?
1: We differed on that. I said Magic Kingdom because the park is so much bigger and it's a nice way to rest your little feetsies to get from point A to point B. (laughs) Um, And you said Disneyland.
0: Yeah, my reasoning on that was because there's four stops. And so I think they're intending it to be used as a form of transportation just to move people around, get them out of the walkways, use the train instead. Mm Mm-hmm. And then for the monorail as a ride, how did we vote on that one? We both resoundingly said Disneyland. Um, and I think a big
1: factor for that is, you know, it's the only monorail that actually stops inside one of the
0: parks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the Disney World monorail, this is the only ride that, like, is not just confined to Magic Kingdom and Disneyland that we yeah, talked you'll- about.
1: You also – you don't need park admission to ride the monorail at Magic Kingdom at Disney World. You do at Disneyland.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think as a ride at Disneyland, it's more interesting, and it does stop in the park, like you said. Um, And then as transportation, I mean, it's it's, very obvious.
1: (laughs) It's definitely Magic Kingdom. I mean, you can – I haven't explored all the monorail routes at Magic Kingdom, so CJ can really go into this, but I mean you can get from A to B to C to D to E. Yeah.
0: Basically. Yeah, pretty much. So any other thoughts on Railroad or Monorail? Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. Our next episode, Allie. Take it away.
1: Yeah, the next episode we spun in circles on the carousel teacups and dumpo.
0: Anything to add on those, CJ? You know, I have ridden the teacups recently at Magic Kingdom. I'm getting old. I cannot really handle that ride anymore. (laughs) I got so dizzy. I think I'm turning into the person that just sits there. (laughs) I
1: mean, the last several times I've been on the teacups, I haven't spun them. I I just let it spin me or I let the person that I'm with do the spinning. Partly because... I don't like the spinning and partly because our hands just like get in the way of each other when we're trying to spin. So it's just, it's a lot more convenient to have just one person do the spinning. True. Um, True. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't like the uh, super spins as much as I used to. It used to be so much fun to see how fast you can get it to go. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here.
0: Yeah, when is this going to stop? Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, well, how did we vote on these? For the carousel, we agreed on Magic Kingdom, and I think one of the big factors of that is that it can hold more people. Mm -hmm.
0: And I also think, sorry, I also think um, a big factor there was it had a more cohesive story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it like,
1: was weird that it's like Sleeping Beauty Castle and then King Arthur Carousel, and there's like Sleeping Beauty artwork all over it. There's yes. a lot of identity crises going on in Disneyland's Fantasyland when you, especially when you consider, oh, but there's also Snow White's Grotto and Wishing Well right next to the castle, so you have Snow White and you have Sleeping Beauty and you have King Arthur and more Sleeping Beauty. It's just there's, they
0: there's don't a lot really happening. Know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whereas at Magic Kingdom. It's like a Cinderella carousel with a Cinderella castle. Like, it's all thematically tied together. Yeah,
1: it's all Cinderella. It's all my girl. I love Cinderella. (laughs) Uh, The teacups, we had some disagreements about. You voted for Magic Kingdom. (laughs) And I voted for Disneyland. And I will concede that the shade covering on Magic Kingdom is a fast improvement over Disneyland's lack of covering. However... I still contend that the decorations on the Magic Kingdom teacups look like somebody gave their kindergartner a crayon.
0: How dare you insult Mary Blair in that way? You heathen! Mary Blair was
1: a wonderful and talented artist. I just think she could have done a lot better on the teacups at Magic Kingdom, and it's a darn shame that she didn't do better on those. I just don't think you understand art. I think that (laughs) art is a matter of opinion. (laughs) Well,
0: that's your opinion. You are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, I'm just surprised as we established the season. You are a moth. No, I'm an anti-moth. Anti-moth. I'm sorry. You're a bat. You're an (laughs) anti-moth. And I'm just surprised that the shade did not just pull you into its dark ways and win you over on this one. (laughs) Oh, man. Couldn't convince you. There are exceptions to every rule. The beauty of the Disneyland teacups and wand for you. Yes. Okay. And Dumbo, how did we vote on that one? Oh, we came down solidly on the side of Magic Kingdom for that one. Yeah. The queue is like a total winner, whereas the queue at Disneyland is a total dud. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, it doesn't hurt that there are two Dumbo rides.
0: Yeah, it totally increases the capacity, so the wait time never is really that bad. It literally doubles the capacity. Yeah. Yes, true. True. So our next episode, we took a spin in um, Tomorrowland. We visited the Autopia or the um, Tomorrowland Speedway as as it's called in Magic Kingdom. We visited the Astro Orbiter and the Astro Orbitor. Because, you know, they can't spell it the same way for some reason. And we also visited the People Mover and the Rocket Rods, which don't exist anymore in Disneyland. Rest in peace, indeed. So, Autopia and the Speedway, this was a resounding win for Disneyland. Yeah.
1: Us and our special guest, Sarah, all three of us agreed that Disneyland was the right choice for this. Disneyland is beautiful and it's well-themed. And there's shade and there's trees. And... At Magic Kingdom, it's
0: like asphalt. Tron fumes. construction.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tron basically construction. the only good thing is you get a view of the Tron construction.
0: Yeah, it's Tron construction and hot asphalt. Yeah. Just just what I envision when I think of the future of transportation.
1: Yeah. Love the smell <laughs> of asphalt in the morning. Mm,
0: breathe mm. those fumes. <laughs> Yummy.
1: Asphalt and diesel.
0: Yum. And then for Astro Orbiter and Astro Orbitor, we determined that the Astro Orbiter at Magic Kingdom is quite possibly the scariest ride in the entire (laughs) park because it sits up there on its platform in the sun and the rain and exposed to all the elements and somehow does not rust away and fling you off the platform as you spin around above Tomorrowland. The
1: other thing with that, though, is the Magic Kingdom Astro Orbiter is a lot better placed than the Disneyland Astro Orbiter. The one at Disneyland totally disrupts the flow of traffic. It's so inconveniently placed, where at Magic Kingdom, it's quite literally out of the way because it's up a full story.
0: Yes. Do you think, you know, we found out in our research on that episode that they can't put the Astro Orbiter at Disneyland back where it was originally, which is in a similar place to where it is at Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Do you think at this point it would be better if they got rid of the Astro Orbiter at Disneyland, or do you think they should keep it because more rides equals more people on rides, right, and less clogging up sidewalk?
1: I think I would need more data in order to make Mm. that call because I would need to know... About how many people does the Astro Orbiter eat per hour and how that would have an impact on, you know, the number of people not in the streets of Disneyland.
0: Right. And Astro Orbiter is not a Genie Plus offering, so it's not like it's driving people to spend money on Genie Plus, Mm -hmm. you know? And
1: it's basically the same ride as Dumbo, just skinned a little bit differently and... I don't know. Do we really need another Dumbo at Disneyland?
0: I don't know. Magic Kingdom has like three. Four <laughs> technically. We've got two Dumbos, the Flying Carpets, and Astro Orbiter. So yeah,
1: I mean maybe Disneyland. Should have,
0: maybe Disneyland should have Astro Orbiter just to keep up with Magic Kingdom.
1: Uh, you know what? Maybe they should add another one. <laughs> <laughs> they put it. Um Toontown. Oh, that would be great, actually. You can, I'm sensing, I've had the best idea. It's a launch pad themed attraction. Launch pad from DuckTales. Launch pad McQuack. What would the ride vehicle be? Uh, His airplane. That would be so cute. I would love that. Oh, that would be great. You could get the new, um, if you haven't seen the new DuckTales, by the way, you absolutely should watch it. It is so good. So good. Um, but, yeah, I can just, like, hear a launch pad delivering the, like, safety spiel for the ride. I can totally hear
0: it. That would be so cool. That would be great. It could go back in the little corner where Chippendale's treehouse is. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, man. Disney, hire us.
1: <laughs> Disney. Come on. D23 Expo 2024, they're going to throw out some concept art for that. And I'm going to be like, I said that. On October 10th, 2022 at 8 31 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. Where's my money, Disney? And then sue them for all they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all they're worth. Just, just royalties.
0: <laughs> just the fraction of guest spending that goes towards the launch pad McQuack spinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, also on this episode, we talked about people mover and rocket rods. Now, obviously, the people mover and rocket rods are dead at Disneyland. They are just rotting tracks in disneyland <laughs>
1: never coming uh, back
0: well i wouldn't say never i'm still holding on to hope that maybe one day something will happen up there that's a ride <laughs> and not just used for like holding props <laughs> and lighting equipment um but yeah so we had a special guest sarah and sarah voted for magic Kingdom. we did people mover at Magic Kingdom versus if the People Mover were still around at Disneyland. So Sarah voted for Magic Kingdom and the two of us voted for Disneyland. And this was a really, really hard um, battle. I think, you know, all the episodes up until this point, like this was the hardest one.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that that was the case because, well, it's, a ride that doesn't exist versus a ride that does exist. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it should be a clear-cut winner, but CJ agonized over this for, like, five minutes. And I I cut a huge chunk of it out, of CJ just with her head <laughs> in her hands going,
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the YouTube video, or actually Spotify also does video podcasts now, you should go back and watch that, because there's a couple moments where my head is on my desk, and I'm just, like... <laughs> agonizing over the decision while Sarah and Allie are like chatting about the people mover
1: (laughs) Um, I actually don't know if Spotify was
0: doing video podcasts when we uploaded this one I just watched it yeah okay cool yeah so Allie what was the decision like why did you pick Disneyland do you remember no didn't it have to do with the views like being able to see the Matterhorn or something like that I re- see. I
1: remember what we talked about with rocket rods. That um, I think I said something about. I would rather the rocket rods still exist as long as the Skyliner also did exist.
0: Mm-hmm. But I don't remember
1: what I said about the People Mover exactly. So I'm
0: pretty sure you talked about like the sites being more interesting.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that does make sense. That adds up with like my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for me it came down to something we didn't even really discuss because it was so close my brain was like racking to try to find a reason one way or the other and it came down to the fact that the disneyland track like the path that the ride takes has some hills to it it's not completely flat there's some inclines they're not like thrilling you know it's not like a like whoo we're going downhill but it's like a gradual incline and decline every now and then so that little bit of extra oomph makes it just a little bit more interesting to me. I kind of teased it just just earlier, but we had some
1: discussion about the rocket rods and whether it was worth it to remove the people mover at Disneyland and replace it with rocket rods. And that was, again, a very agonizing discussion for all three mm-hmm. of us to have.
0: Uh, and so honestly, we- I don't remember which side I fell on for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I remember that I said yes if, but mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much all I remember um, from what I said. So if you haven't watched that or listened to it, you definitely should because it's a very interesting
0: conversation. Yeah, and I remember we also discussed, like, would the Walt Disney Company of today, if the People Mover were still around, would they choose to get rid of the People Mover to try something new? And, like, the nostalgia of today's fans is so much different than the nostalgia of fans in the past. I think they would have a hard time being able to get rid of the people mover at Disneyland if it were still around today. You know, people, like, especially Disneyland fans, they cling on to things so hard. Like, it's really, they would have a hard time. They would meet some serious fan resistance. Yeah, there would be protests. Yeah. Now, speaking of Tomorrowland... Everybody was expecting at D23, like a big Tomorrowland overhaul announcement. And that didn't happen. I think a lot of things didn't happen at D23 this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Tomorrowland, once again, is kind of left in the lurch at Disneyland. Um, Magic Kingdom has had like a couple of paint jobs and like a new entry sign was installed not that long, you know, a few years ago. And they've kind of spiffed it up a little bit. Disneyland. I don't know. They all they've done is remove the French fry rocks. They need they need help.
1: Didn't they also
0: um, level the curbs in the
1: hub so that there's not not like a step up anywhere? You can roll yeah. everywhere if you're on wheels.
0: I think so. They kind of did that in a lot of places around the park. Just which that's good. Yeah, I mean that's a safety thing, so it makes sense. Yeah. All right. So TBD on what's going to happen with Tomorrowland, but anyways. All right, next episode, Allie.
1: Uh, next episode, we went to the Wild West and talked about the Rivers of America, Tom Sawyer's Island slash Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island, and the Frontierland shooting exposition shooting galleries. Yes. Anything to add on those, CJ?
0: Um, I don't think so. You know, we talked a little bit about D23 and one of the things that came out of d23 for magic kingdom is possibly an expansion behind big thunder and that kind of leads into some questions like is tom Sawyer island going to get the same treatment that tom Sawyer island at disneyland got where they have to like chop down the island shorten the river reroute the train to build additional stuff back behind big thunder well i sure hope
1: they don't have to reroute the train or if they do they better be doing it now at the same time that it's closed for
0: tron (laughs) right yeah this dang train has been closed for so long if they close it again people are gonna be really upset um so i don't know well it's even a big question mark as to whether or not that expansion will even happen but i was looking at it going hmm that looks an awful lot like a similar place where Galaxy's Edge went in Disneyland, and we all know what happened to the island when they added Galaxy's Edge. Um, so we'll see. But for now, things seem like they're staying the way they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't pirate theme it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, please no. No, we don't need the pirates taking over the island here in Florida. <laughs> so how did we vote on these? So for the
1: rivers of America, and I think our main focus of conversation here was the modes of transportation on the rivers of America. Mm -hmm. And we both solidly came down on the side of Disneyland for that one. Um, Just, I think because there's more options. Yeah. Yeah. Between the, the Mark Twain and the Columbia and the canoes. Yeah. There's just way more variety.
0: Yeah. Versus that magic kingdom. You just have the Liberty bell and, the rafts to the island
1: yeah which i did they also obviously have the rafts at disneyland i just didn't mention those (laughs) and then for the islands how did we vote for tom Sawyer island once again magic kingdom for both of us um just it's bigger and there's two islands and it's you know still the original tom sawyer theming instead of this weird piratey shoehorning
0: and it's oh it's totally pirates of the caribbean but it's still tom sawyer Right. Yeah, it's, you know, bigger is not always better when it comes to Disney, but in this case, the bigger island is the better island. And yeah. they've got that bridge going over to that other, like, small island. hmm Yeah. Now, shoot and expositions, How did we vote on that one? This one was tricky because they are literally
1: the same attraction. Yeah. Uh, we did end up both saying Disneyland for this one, and I think... For my reason was you got more bangs for your buck. Um, I don't remember what your reasoning was.
0: Mine had to do with the marquee or like the sign or whatever on top of the building. Oh, yeah. It told a more interesting story. It has like fireworks on it and... Signs that like, like shooting bullet holes. holes, Thank you. I, I can't shooting marks and bullet holes. Yes. Like somebody had been trying to shoot at the fireworks to launch them. So I think the story there was a little bit funnier. It was one of those like classic Disney gags. Let's move on to Adventureland, where we talked about Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse and Tarzan's Treehouse and the Jungle Cruise. So also at D23, we are expecting an official announcement about what's replacing Tarzan's Treehouse, and we still don't have an answer. I'm really, really, personally, I'm very surprised that we didn't get a confirmation on what the heck is happening to Tarzan's Treehouse.
1: And again, left left out a lot of things at the D23 Expo.
0: Yeah, like, that would have been a slam dunk. Just tell everybody. Even if, you know, we all kind of figure it's in Kanto, if that's what it's going to be, just tell us. Because everyone's kind of like, that's it for D23 Expo.
1: Well, maybe there's some as yet unannounced jungle-themed movie that they're going to wow us
0: all with, and that's what they're actually going to do. Um, okay, maybe. Well, Um. so for the treehouses, we both voted for Magic Kingdom.
1: Yes, we did. Despite my hatred of the books with Family Robinson. (laughs) Have you watched the movie yet? I have not. I'm I'm watching all the Marvel movies in timeline order. Oh, dear. That sounds like (laughs) a
0: long journey that you've embarked on. I have embarked on it. It's great, though. I'm loving it. All right. All right. And then for Jungle Cruise, how did we come down? Uh, We split. Yeah. Allie, which way did you vote? I said Magic Kingdom because it's
1: a longer ride and you get that nice indoor portion that I did not hallucinate. It
0: exists. <laughs> it does exist. Yeah, and I said Disneyland because I like the queue. <laughs> I know people hate the queue because you're packed in there like sardines, but I appreciate like the engineering of people that takes place in the queue.
1: Yeah, and honestly, how polite everybody is in the in that queue when you're right? going down those stairs and there's no barrier, just a line painted, nobody decides.
0: sides. You have to stay single file there or it doesn't work. Yeah. And that's, like, you run into grumpy people at Disney and that is, like, the prime opportunity to be a terrible human and nobody's a terrible human in that line. I don't know what it is about the Jungle Cruise, but it's just a happy place in disneyland
1: it really is i do love the jungle cruise
0: oh me too all right well what was our next episode about
1: uh next we went into some audio animatronics uh talked about great moments with mr lincoln uh great moments with getting your haircut with mr lincoln and the hall of (laughs) the hall of
0: presidents (laughs) oh
1: how could you forget it's Oh, man. Okay,
0: so how do we vote on these?
1: Uh, So I voted for Hall of Presidents while you voted for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not surprised on that one. (laughs) And then then Tiki Room, it was easy Disneyland because, I mean, they didn't cut the show needlessly at Disneyland.
0: Yeah, although I found out that the version that's at Disneyland today is slightly shorter than the original one. Boo! Unnecessary! So they, so they did cut it from the original, but at least they didn't further cut it like Magic Kingdom did. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Do we have any other thoughts on the audio animatronics?
1: Um. There's a really great moments in Potato
0: Land. What? Potato Land! I know, but what does that have to do with Audio animatronics.
1: There's a version of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln in Potato Land.
0: Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. After that, we visited Fantasyland, where we took a spin on Peter Pan, Snow White, and Mr. Toad. And we realized that Mr. Toad and Snow White's scary adventures no longer exist in Magic Kingdom, but they once did. So we compared their former versions to what's in Disneyland now. And um, we were pretty split this episode. Allie, why don't you share some of the splits? Well, we disagreed on Peter Pan and on Snow White. Yeah. What was your reasoning on Peter Pan? Allie, you voted for Magic Kingdom for Peter Pan. What was your reason on that one? A lot of it has to do with the queue
1: because there's it's interactive. There's stuff to do when you're waiting in line for an hour because it's such a slow-loading attraction. There's something for your children to distract themselves with.
0: Okay, that's fair. I just For me, it's more about the ride, the Peter Pan ride at Magic Kingdom. I'm just like, meh, it's not that great. I think the Disneyland version is better. And then Snow White, we were split. Allie, what was your reason? You were, like, pretty passionate about Snow White on this one. I was surprised. Yeah, the Magic Kingdom
1: version was terrifying. And I thought that was great. I voted for Disneyland because there's going to be way fewer crying kids coming out of the Disneyland version versus the Magic Kingdom version.
0: Okay. Well, I like the Magic Kingdom version because it's longer. It tells more of the Snow White story, and I thought that was very well done. I do agree that it does tell the
1: story more cohesively. It just really didn't have to do it as traumatically.
0: Well, sometimes you need to traumatize your children.
1: Uh, You would know you're the only
0: one of us who has children. (laughs) Hey, sometimes, you know, you just got to throw them in there and see what happens. (laughs) Anyways, Mr. Toad, the Toad Cinematic Universe. Have we decided if that exists or not? It does not exist. Did
1: you look at the little golden books that I sent your children? I did. Did you open up the Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Did you notice how there were no toads in it? I saw one. (laughs) It was not Mr. Toad. Okay, well,
0: we'll we'll talk about that another time.
1: As far as the (laughs) ride goes, how did we vote on the rides? This one was an easy win for Magic Kingdom. The fact that there were two tracks and that each track was different. Amazing. It's two rides in one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wish it were still around. Yeah. And we never got to go on it. No. Winnie the Pooh kicked out Mr. Toad. Yep. Boo. Although I do like Winnie the Pooh. So I just think maybe they could have found a way to coexist peacefully. Toads and bears. Living living together. <laughs> in peace. <laughs> okay, next
1: episode. Allie. Uh, next episode, we rode boats and submarines. Um, we went to the Small World, and we talked about the submarine voyage rides, Finding Nemo at Disneyland, and what
0: was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at Disney World. Yes, and how did we vote on the submarines?
1: Why do you keep always asking me how we voted? I don't know. I'm curious. You're the one who has to answer. CJ, how did we vote on the (laughs) submarines? I just pulled an Uno reverse card.
0: (laughs) We were split. I voted for Magic Kingdom. You voted for Disneyland.
1: And why did you vote for Magic Kingdom, CJ?
0: I really like the creepy organ music in the background of the ride. Like it just the atmosphere on that ride was awesome. You know, I'm like all about the storytelling and the atmosphere and the atmosphere on that one. They totally nailed it. It was like the perfect mix of like, this is kind of creepy, but also really cool. And I I just, it just looked really awesome. I wish it were still there. Reverse card, why do you vote for Disneyland?
1: Now, I don't entirely recall all of my reasoning, but I like the brightness of it, Yeah, how it's bright and its light, and it does nod back to the original attraction.
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about that with Nemo. And I don't disagree with your points, but I just think the uh, 20,000 Leagues was more interesting. Again, we each have opinions.
1: This whole podcast is opinions. I mean, there are facts sprinkled in, too, but ultimately the final showdown comes down to opinions
0: all right well small world
1: how did we vote on it's a small world cj
0: (laughs) this one was such a clear winner disneyland all the way magic kingdoms is just meh like if you've seen both of them mm -mm. i mean you just gotta even look at the pictures of the facade and know like wow disneyland looks a lot better and that's just a taste of what you're gonna get on the inside too yeah the magic kingdom facade is ugly Oh, gosh. And that's just the beginning. That's just where the ugliness starts, man. It is just not good. Plus, Disneyland gets the Christmas version, which is like, yes. ah, it's so beautiful. All right. Next episode Pirates. We want the redhead. I don't really have any other thoughts to add to this one. I just still really, I really like the Pirates ride. I think that's my second favorite ride these days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pirates is just, it's classic and we love it yep and we both voted for Disneyland.
1: yeah. this one is another one where it was really it was a really easy winner, and it was really hard to not bash on the Magic Kingdom version the whole <laughs> yeah. episode. Like it's a longer ride. It's more immersive and it tells a more cohesive story. You get like way more show scenes. like it's just it's it's so much better,
0: yeah. yeah. i I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. but I will say, The queue at Magic Kingdom is definitely better than the queue at Disneyland. Yes. Yes, for sure. I
1: think the queue is the redeeming part of the Magic Kingdom
0: Pirates. (laughs) I actually also kind of like the exit. No, you like when you're getting off the ride? No, no, no. I mean how you (laughs) exit in like a gift shop that's kind of like a courtyard. It's like an open air indoor it's like indoor outdoor gift shop i think that's cool too
1: it's also the exit is also i think the exit and the boarding and disembarking at magic kingdom are a lot more streamlined than they are at
0: disneyland more efficient yeah
1: and oh those boats at
0: disneyland can get backed up yes fire scene sometimes yeah yes this is true oh gosh it can take a long time
1: Disneyland also sort of exits you into a gift shop, but ultimately, when you exit Pirates Disneyland, you're being dumped into a very, very crowded, people heavy area.
0: Yeah, you're in the middle of New Orleans Square.
1: It's disorienting and it's bright and
0: it's startling,
1: and you're lost and
0: confused, and there's so many people everywhere. The ride exit is not close to where you entered the ride. I mean, like, From a bird's eye view it is, but you're, like, around a corner and down an alley.
1: Yeah. You're by Club 33.
0: Yeah. Which we all want to go to. Okay, our final episode this season, besides the finale.
1: Yeah, it came to Haunted Mansion. It came out today. Yes. Haunted Mansion. One thing that we didn't talk, I think, enough about... Is the Haunted Mansion holiday at Disneyland?
0: Yes, I agree. We didn't talk enough about that either. And I know you're a big fan of the holidays. I am. So they
1: they put this up, I think they put it up in August. So then yeah. it's up for the not so scary Halloween parties because it's not just Christmas themed, it's Halloween themed because it's nightmare before Christmas. And you know, you've got the they changed um, the music
0: in the queue Sorry, to be- I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a second. They're, they don't do the Halloween party at Disneyland anymore. Oh, that's right. And it's called Oogie Boogie Bash.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's a California adventure. Yeah, yep. I remember that now. In fairness, I have only been to a single Halloween party. It's all And good. it was at Magic Kingdom. Um, I was
0: like, this isn't adding up. I know what you're trying to say, but it's not making sense. <laughs> uh, for everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> with apologies
1: to Californians, you, but you knew what I meant. Yes. Um, they, do, they do put it up in time to coincide with the rest of the Halloween and fall decor at Disneyland. Yes. But yeah, it's Nightmare Before Christmas themed. You have the Nightmare Before Christmas music. You have the Jack Skellington, giant Jack Skellington. In the it, well, it used to be like a giant Jack Skellington face, but they animated just a little video instead for the um, stretching room, and it's just it's it's really well done.
0: Yeah, it is. I like in the end in the graveyard scene how they combine the Nightmare Before Christmas music with grim, grinning ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of the two come together really well. They also added a Sally animatronic. Not that many years ago, maybe like four or five years ago in the graveyard. Yeah. I can,
1: I can envision that in my head. So it might've been more years ago than that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really well done. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you should try to see it, but I also think you should go back to Disneyland when it's not the holiday time. So you can see original mansion too. Oh no, you had to go to Disneyland twice.
1: Right. Oh no. (laughs) Right. The other thing with, um, with the Haunted Mansion holiday is the gingerbread house. Yes. They do, it's real gingerbread and you can smell that it's real gingerbread and they do a different house every year.
0: Yeah. And if there's a big milestone, like for the 60th anniversary or something, they'll try to honor that in the decoration. So the 60th anniversary was like the diamond anniversary. So they featured diamonds in the decoration. And
1: there was a recent anniversary, it it might have been like one of the anniversaries of the movie, um, but oh, yeah. what they did for that was they incorporated elements of every single gingerbread house yes, that I remember they'd that. Done for that.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember what they were celebrating. Maybe there it was an... like celebrating like 15 years at the mansion or something like that.
1: Yeah, it might have been X number of years that they had been doing the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. It's definitely worth checking out.
1: Absolutely. And on that note, CJ, where did we come down on the Haunted Mansion?
0: We were split, which really surprised me because I thought your love for All Things Christmas would push you to vote for Disneyland.
1: I do love All Things Christmas, but I am not the biggest fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. That was not a factor in my decision, though. My, ultimately, it came down to the... I think it's more cohesive and has a better effect. It's the the elements of the ride that are in the ride at Magic Kingdom, but in the queue at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better effect on when you're in a vehicle that has a controlled speed versus when you're... Either walking really fast through the line because there's nobody in front of you or you're doing the slow shuffle every, you know, 30 seconds because there's a ton of people in front of you.
0: Yeah, the people crush makes it a little challenging.
1: And I also think the loading area for Magic Kingdom is a lot better aesthetically designed. Mm. You know, there's a big blank wall at Disneyland that gets beautifully decorated for the Halloween Christmas overlay. But otherwise it's just a big blank wall pretty much versus, you know, you you know that you're in a hallway corridor at Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I see those points. I just, when I think about it, like going back over the history of the mansion, I think the Disneyland mansion does a better job at honoring the history and the story. Um, you know, we talked a lot about how initially they were wanting to make this a walkthrough attraction. And I know you think having it Like walking through part of the queue is a detriment at Disneyland because, you know, at Magic Kingdom, it's part of the ride, like the portrait gallery, for example. But I think having that there as a walkthrough portion kind of honors the ideas that the Imagineers had to have that be a walkthrough attraction initially. Um, So that kind of stuff is like meaningful i think and i'm glad that they have it that way even though yes it is annoying the people crush that goes on but for me standing there like that gives you more of an opportunity to look at the details and think about oh i wonder why they chose this wallpaper i wonder why they chose the curtains to look like this and uh, taking the details of the wood paneling and it gives your, your eyes more time to adjust so that once you're on the ride you can see more detail in the dark i've said it then and i'll
1: say it again This is just on brand for you, CJ. You're all about the history of things. I know.
0: I know. I know. I'm one of those people that doesn't want anything at Disneyland to change ever. (laughs) I don't have any trouble admitting that. (laughs) No, I love, I really do love the mansion at both, at both parks. And one thing I wish, like, when you look at the international parks, I feel like, each mansion even though yes they're the haunted mansion or the phantom manor or whatever they tell the mansion story but they tell it in a unique way and they're all tied together somehow and it's kind of disappointing to me that haunted mansion in magic kingdom had the opportunity to be a unique attraction but still be a haunted mansion attraction and they didn't take that chance all right well with that we did tally who won um, the season overall. So I guess this is like the final, show, final, final season finale showdown. Yeah. Was that supposed to be a drum roll?
1: Yeah, I'm really bad at drum rolls.
0: Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, do you want to share Disneyland's score?
1: Disneyland had a total. Of 30 points. Now, just to just to clarify, each time we said, each time one person said Disneyland wins, that's one point.
0: Yes. So, like, for example, on the Tomorrowland episode where we talked about Autopia and all three of us, because we had a special guest, all three of us voted for Disneyland. That's three points for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So, 30 points for Disneyland. Magic Kingdom had 24 points. So, it was close. It was actually very close. I am surprised. But once again, Disneyland is the
1: winner for the season.
0: Yeah, there was a moment where I thought it was on the Fantasyland episode where I thought that Magic Kingdom might win this season.
1: Yeah, you know, Magic Kingdom did they do have a lot of points on Fantasyland,
0: but that's really it. Yeah, there's a lot besides that. There's a lot of splits and then a lot of like Disneyland or nothing, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot of like Magic Kingdom or nothing. There's only a couple.
1: Yeah, and I I mean Magic Kingdom has had a much more recent Fantasyland renovation and expansion and they've had time they have they have the time and the space to make things better. So it's not a surprise to me that Fantasyland Was a winner for
0: Magic Kingdom. Mm, That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, should we share what our next season is about? Yeah, I think it's going to be an exceptional season. Have you checked your lap bar and tugged on your yellow strap? Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle, CJ. I think we should because we are taking a ride on the e-ticket attractions.
1: All of our thrilling high speed and turbulent roller coaster type rides in the dark
0: and in the light. That in- includes sharp turns, sudden drops, and stops at you. <laughs> if you watched our uh, Tomorrowland episode, you know what that's about. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah, so rides like Big Thunder, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Matterhorn, Expedition Everest, Star Wars thrill rides. Um anything like the goofy Barnstormer versus Goofy Sky School rides like that. So Tower if you are... of
1: Terror, Guardians of the Galaxy, not Cosmic Rewind, but Mission Breakout.
0: Yep. So if you're a fan of Thrill Rides, you should join us next season.
1: If you're not a fan of Thrill Rides, you should also join
0: us next season and maybe
1: we'll make a fan out of you. Oh my gosh, that was a really good pun, but also really bad. Thank you.
0: That's what I aim for. Oh, my gosh. Well, before we start Season 3, we do have a special episode coming up.
1: We do. Mm-hmm. It's our um, super special Halloween special yes. uh, where we have collected uh, spooky stories from you, CJ, as well as from other special guests that we will be Sharing with you, and that'll come out on Halloween
0: on October 31st. So keep your yeah. ears peeled. That'll be fun. And I think we should do a trip report from your visit to Bush Gardens,
1: right? Yeah, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, because there is also one in Tampa that you and I are talking about going to when I go out to visit in February.
0: Yes, yes. And the other thing is, we are looking for guests for. Um, some new style episodes that we've been talking about doing. If you are a veteran Disney world visitor or Disneyland visitor, and you are visiting the other coast for like your first visit, or maybe you haven't visited in a long time. If you consider the other coast new to you and you want to be on the show to talk about how the trip was, how it went and what your impressions are like a comparison kind of trip report, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your impressions because it can be very, jarring to visit one coast when you've been going to the other coast for so long.
1: Yeah. We value your opinions. And I think it'll be very interesting to hear somebody's perspective that is not our own.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um especially because by now the two of us have been to Disney World and Disneyland enough times that we're not like shocked by things anymore. Mm, I'd say I'm still shocked by some things at
1: Disney World. Like what's shocking to you these days? Prices, for one. (laughs) Oh, well,
0: that's shocking to everyone.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think for me, the size of everything still astounds me. Mm,
0: Yeah, that's how much
1: space there is. Just how much property Disney owns in the Orlando area. Just
0: yeah, it's weird when I when when we leave our neighborhood, not far outside of our neighborhood there's a sign that says like now entering rcid which is reedy creek improvement district and i'm like hmm okay well that's part of like disney's government i guess they i guess they own this land over here okay but it's like outside of disney's gates and i'm like oh that's really interesting and it kind of makes me want to go look at some old documents some old maps and see exactly where they own Cause yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff does surprise me. But that's getting more into like the historical, political, government kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, which that's honestly a whole nother rabbit hole. Oh, completely.
0: But it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the other stuff that shocks me. I guess is the way that certain things are celebrated here versus at Disneyland. No, oh, you mean like
1: the lack of Halloween overlays or well, well, and Christmas overlays as
0: well. I mean, not just holidays, but like the 40th anniversary of Epcot happened like a couple weeks ago, nine days ago now, I guess. And I feel like it was just a one day event. You know, they had special food merchandise and they did a little nighttime show on spaceship earth. And, um, they did this, like, I don't even want to call it a performance. It was like, a show kind of at the America gardens theater. And like, that was it. And the merchandise is still available because they haven't sold all of it. Mm -hmm. That was it. And it's like, really? But the fans responded so well to the spaceship earth nighttime show thing. And I just feel like the executives here, maybe not are not, they're not like as in touch with what Disney fans want from the parks versus what Disneyland fans want from the parks. Like they're the Disneyland executives, I think, are starting to understand how to hit the nostalgia factor at Disneyland and they're very good at honoring that. Versus here, they like missed the mark with the 50th anniversary. Epcot 40 was like a one-day thing and that's it. Uh Har- Harmonious has been like kind of a failure because the barges are so ugly. Like they thought people would like looking at those barges all day. I don't know. Um, so I feel like the executives here maybe just don't understand what people want versus in disneyland i think they get it a little more
1: i wonder how much of that has to do with the like demographics because mm-hmm. we've mentioned before that disneyland the the most of the people who go to disneyland are locals but most of the people who go to disney world are tourists right so i wonder if there's a disconnect there yeah
0: yeah and I mean, my opinion might be kind of skewed because I'm so into the Disney fan community. So it's hard to like get a read on the overall picture, you know? Um, or maybe the demographic that goes to Walt Disney World is changing. It could be changing too. It could be that
1: you're just you're hearing from the most outspoken people mm-hmm. and the people who are the big Disney fans, and you're not hearing from the people who have
0: put their life savings into this once in a lifetime right. trip. Right. Right. That's true. Um, I do think Disney's getting better at admitting failure here in some ways. Like they've already said Harmonious is going away. They've already said that they have not said whether or not the barges are going away. But they I mean, everyone's like kind of hoping and like the rumors, the barges are going away. Um, Enchantment, the fireworks show, which a lot of people don't like, which I have a hard time understanding, because to me, it's very similar to the other fireworks shows. Um, But anyways, they've said that's going away once the 50th is over. So I think they're like getting better at listening to guests and Disney fans. So they're, they're getting better, but yeah, I just think like the forward thinking reading is not quite there. Whereas at Disneyland, it is there. So that surprises me about the parks here.
1: Then again, They left Tomorrowland hanging, and they also left Tarzan's treehouse hanging.
0: Yeah, then again, they do stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, everybody wants a Tomorrowland refurb. What the heck, man? (laughs) And then San Francisco, nobody asked for that. Oh, yeah, I forgot they announced that. I kind (sighs) of forgot that, too. And to be honest, I wonder if it's ever going to happen. I mean, it's so cheap that it could, but I'm also like, it's so cheap. Will that be the first thing they cut? But I hate, I hate that California Adventure is
1: becoming an IP park. Oh, I do too. I do too. It's, that's not what it should be. Now, like knowing more of the history about it now, like I'm not sure that like the California theme was the way to go, but I don't think the IP pivot is the right way to go either.
0: No, we should have gotten Westcott. Rip.
1: Yeah. Rip the dream. Literally put in put if you're watching this on YouTube put an F in the comments out of to pay respects for Westcott <laughs> oh
0: my goodness uh, we should put that on a shirt <laughs> what press F for Westcott
1: <laughs> it would probably sell pretty well
0: i'd wear it <laughs> You could probably put that, press F for Westcott, press F for the people mover, (laughs) press F for Mr. Toad. (laughs) There's so many things. They would probably sell pretty well.
1: Well, maybe we'll open up some store. We'd have to look into where we can do that, but.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for season two. We do have those couple of special episodes coming up that we discussed, so. Join us for our spooky, spooky Halloween episode, and then yeah. a Busch Gardens trip report coming probably right
1: after that. Probably, uh, I'll we'll go to our regular two-week cadence for that. Probably, I just really want to get the spooky episode out on Halloween. But CJ, you forgot something very
0: important. How can people reach us? I was getting there. Okay. Thank you all for joining us for this season. If you missed any episodes, please make sure you go back and listen because our discussions this season were really good and really lively. Um, And let us know what you think. You can comment on any one of our posts on Instagram. You can send us an email. Um, You can find us on Instagram and allegedly on Twitter at park2parkpod with the number two. Email us with questions, feedback, future episode episode ideas, and more at park2parkpod at gmail.com. And if you have feedback, we might read that on a future episode. And remember, we are looking for special guests for various things like trip reports. Um, if you are, you know, a longtime visitor to one and you go to the other for the first time or the first time in a long time. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: We also got um our first TikTok follower recently. So Oh really? Yeah. Well, I think technically our second because my friend followed us first and but yeah, our our first, like not somebody that I've spoken to in real life Instagram or TikTok follower. Yeah, have fun wow. seeing the nothing that we post. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll maybe, TikTok eventually. Maybe you should post something because I don't do TikTok. <laughs> I have no idea how to do TikTok, but CJ, you're the one who's always at the parks you're okay. the one who should be well, get, collecting we'll, footage we'll figure something out <laughs> maybe maybe one of these days I will enlist a youth to help me learn how to do the TikTok come here youth help us TikTok <laughs> child don't run away I just want you to teach me how to TikTok
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy this is what getting old looks like in 2022 alright yeah.
1: and getting tired in 2022 it's quite late for both
0: of us <laughs> it is <laughs>